Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. Good morning. It's 7 a.m. in the mountain time zone, and you know what time it is. It's time for ministers talking shit. So good morning. I'm here by myself this day. Uh, my cohort uh, is taking some time off and exploring the great outdoors, and we're here today to, as we always do on Friday mornings, look at some happenings around uh, the world around the states about what's going on in life. And so glad you're here and uh, let's get to it. So first and foremost, I just want to give a shout out, if you will, this month, if you haven't heard or seen any advertisements, which I'm probably sure you have, this is LGBTQ History Month. So we want to give a shout out to LGBTQ History Month and um uh, want to uh, just acknowledge that this is the time for us to learn more about that community and understand and be honoring of those that are celebrating this month. And so happy celebration in history. And so there's been a lot going on, the debt ceiling and all of that. But the thing that I want to start out with this morning if you haven't watched the news yet or you haven't seen the headlines yet, they released the um, they released the numbers for jobs in the month of September. And they were expecting the economists were expecting 500,000 jobs to be taken up. And only one hundred and ninety four thousand jobs were taken up so that, you know, that's a big difference. Um, and part of the problem, as, as we know, there's a worker shortage. Um, why? I mean, everybody's speculating. You know, at, at first they were saying, well, people are, are, not, um, are not in the job market because they're getting stimulus checks and so forth. And that may have been true. There may have been some truth to that. However, most stimulus checks have either dissipated or just gone away. Um, and we're still finding, um, you know, shortage in the workplace. So the question in my mind becomes, obviously, why? Why are workers, people, us, not seeking jobs or not filling jobs as quickly as as the economists are expecting, or in some cases, as the economy needs for us to continue moving forward beyond the pandemic. And my belief is pay, right? <laughs> Let's just be clear about it. Now, I don't know what, you know, we, we, we hear talk now about this gig economy where people 
have found ways to do several small jobs um, that they can move through and around. And, and they have used that now as their means of livelihood. And so, you know, an example might be somebody might be driving Lyft or Uber for a while. They may be creating some crafts or some some product that they're uh, creating and putting it on Etsy and, you know, among other things. And so I think a lot of people have begin have begun rather to find different ways to do several things, make a decent living. And in some cases, I've seen, you know, people making a really good living, <clears throat> excuse me, and they have a little bit more control of their time of when they work and when they can spend time with their family and loved ones. And so I would love to hear if there's any comments about that in the, in, in the audience this morning in terms of where do you think the economy is going with these kinds of numbers? We're heading into the winter months. <clears throat> it's going to be a play time where, you know, People normally in the employment goes up a bit because people are in their places for the winter and they stay there until spring so that they make sure they can, you know, uh, make it through the, 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 the late fall and winter months. So it's going to be interesting to see how um, how things move forward, you know. Uh, and one interesting news I heard about that, you know, Bank of America which I hope this catches on bank of America announced today, or I saw it today, it may have been yesterday, but they've made the announcement <clears throat> that their minimum wage now will begin at $21 an hour at $21 an hour. That will be the minimum wage that bank of America is starting to pay. Right? So we are talking about a big increase when we look at, Normally jobs now the minimum the average minimum wage I think last time I looked which was a few months ago was something like fifteen dollars a month on average. Now there are some that are lower than that and there were some that are a little higher than that, but I don't think many of them were twenty one bucks an hour. And so that will go a long way to help people um, make a living, support their families. Um, be able to, um, you know, live at a lifestyle that's at least, uh, you know, you can, you can make it happen with that. Right. Uh, and so the bigger question becomes, <clears throat> and we've heard a lot about this in the last couple of weeks as well. How do we begin, especially for young people who have a tremendous amount of debt, and I know some, a lot of debt in some cases is our own fault. We take it on. We bought into the, uh, the purchase economy uh, with all of the things being advertised. But we have to begin to look at this whole thing, as economists do, as a systemic issue. And how do we begin to educate people on spending and saving and getting in debt? But the big thing is we got a lot of people young people and middle-aged that are still paying school debts from these school loans that, that, that are just outrageous. I saw a piece on, on 60 minutes where they were, they have this program where um, 
if you work in the so in the civil service or the military after a certain amount of payments, roughly 10 years, I think it was 120 payments. If you made those on time and so forth, they would eliminate your debt. Well, they had like four to six uh, military officers, a lot of them in the JAG, which is the, the lawyer corps, the J Judge Aggregate General's Corps. Um, and they looked like they did everything in their power to keep them from not the payment. You paid too much. You didn't pay on time. You didn't, you know, they came up with all kinds of stipulations as to why they would not relieve those debts. Um, and so, you know, one thing we have to begin to look at and begin to figure out from a actual standpoint and from a spiritual standpoint, how do we get beyond an economy that is so based on um, just making as much money as you can and whether we're, whether we're doing a, a complete service or we're looking at the situation holistically or not, it's going to be uh, interesting. It's going to be interesting. <clears throat> and so let's contemplate that. Uh, and let's see, let's see where we go with that. And, and Linda has this, says this this morning, you know, I left the job market at the end of last year. My decision was in part related to COVID. I'm a nurse and over 65. And see, for Linda right now, she's needed <laughs> in terms of, I mean, we need good nurses with good experience and um, to kind of help, but it's, it's a scary time. I mean, People are still up in the air about uh, the vaccine and, and the virus and how to mitigate it and address it and all these things. And, you know, that's a great segue, Linda. I appreciate that because you just segued me right into the next piece, which is there are news reports now that are stating they may have kids vaccinations by Halloween. Now, that's uh, that's, that's that's three weeks from now. Right. That's three, three weeks from now. They're saying they may have a vaccine that's approved for children in time for Halloween. Now, that would be great in my mind for those who want to get their kids vaccinated, because I think these kids, our kids, your kids, they deserve a moment of exuberant acceleration. I mean, celebration. So so they can not be guarded and, and have fun and release some of the pressure and tension that has gone on for really almost two years. Right. And so we know that as a result of the virus and this pandemic mindsets will, I mean, there are some kids who have never known going to school without a mask. There are some kids that have been born during this pandemic that have not seen a time when they didn't have a mask. I mean, they were their infants, yeah, but once they got up and became toddlers, parents were conscious and they put masks on their kids. And so we, we have to begin to take life, um, I don't want to say serious, because I think everybody takes it serious, because this is the only one we have, but we have to begin to look at it systemically. And we have to begin to look at it in a way that how do we create this interrelated, interconnected world 
that supports everybody. We know there's going to be ebb and flow. That, you know, that's why they do the, the economy numbers every month. They show the job and 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 the in, um, the unemployment rates and all of this, so that we can be, we can gauge spending and we can gauge products. I mean, the other point that's going to be challenging that we're looking at now is the holidays. We just saw that um, USPS raising prices for shipments during the holidays. They are saying that they'll go down after the holidays. And in addition to raising the price, the delivery times are going to go up. So, you know, well, first class email or first class mail would normally take one to two days, business day. Now they're saying three to four business days. And so the price is going up. The delivery time is going down. And we have problems at the ports where ships are stacked up with product or they can't get to the port. And even if they get to the port, we have this worker shortage. We're looking for 500000 We got, let's just round it up and say 200000 there's a disparity. And so um, we have to continue to look at this and find ways to support our families, support the economy, to help others. And I think right now the two most important things we need is ways of addressing the virus, which we've got vaccines now and the numbers are coming down a bit. Um, hospitalizations are coming down a bit. And so right now there's a big push for those who are in the category to get a booster, to get your booster shot and also get a flu shot, right? So go get a double shot uh, because we know flu and cold season is coming and, and, and that's going to potentially have a spike on hospitals because people are going to have symptoms and they all look very similar and they're going to be flooding hospitals. So let's, uh, let's be mindful of that and let's move in that direction. Now, I think another good thing that, 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 uh, that I heard, um, Tesla I don't know if they're moving all of their operations, but I know they're supposedly moving the headquarters from California to Texas. Um, and that's interesting to me because we're moving an electrical auto company in the heart of carbon fossil fuel country. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna put and hopefully my my idea, the hopeful thing is that we begin to transform this idea that we have to burn fossil fuel, that we, that we have to, um, that we have to continue to contribute to the climate change that we are experiencing. I mean, I, I'm in Colorado and two days ago, I mean, we're, we're almost in the middle of a, uh, of October and it was almost 80 degrees. I mean, we won't get any seasonal weather in Colorado until next week or this weekend. It's saying we may get a little 
chance of snow and that kind of thing. But normally right now, the ski resorts would be making snow. The weather would be cold enough that they could make snow and people could come out and, uh, and start skiing. Right now, it's not cold enough for them to make snow and, and it's almost November. I, I, I'm, I'm jumping the gun a little bit. We got three more weeks before November, but we're definitely almost mid-October, and we're still in the 70s and 80s in Colorado. So it's going to be interesting to see as we move a big electric car plant into Texas where gas is one of the number one, if not the number one, resource that they have, how are they going to co-mingle? How are they going to create? And we know from a spiritual perspective, there will be some creative ideas that come out of that. And we, you know, we have the hybrid cars uh, that, that are electric and gas, which is going to be a good thing, I think too, because it may not totally get rid of the gas, but it should definitely um, reduce those carbon emissions. So that is going to be an interesting marriage, if you will. Uh, so let's keep our eye on that. Let's see, excuse me, let's see where we go with that. And what happens um, as that, that unfolds? One good thing, it's going to create some more jobs. Um, you know, they're going to need people to build that plant. If they're not taking over, and even if they are taking over a plant, it's going to have to be retrofitted. Uh, there'll be an opportunity for some people to learn new skills uh, and move maybe from the, from the turbine engine to the electrical engine. <clears throat> and so when we see these things, I, I, I would say we need to start looking at them in that light. I mean, that is the ebb and flow. We're moving to a new way of living. We're moving to new ways of expression and new ways of uh, uh, creating livelihoods that are sustainable, that are less harmful to our environment. And they are more uh, in line with the ebb and flow of the universe. So that that's a key that's a key component key component, um, and so I, I I I if anyone in the audience has anything about uh, electrical engines or, uh, or electrical cars and I mean who would have thought that they would have a whole or fully electric Cadillac or Hummer. Uh, they're coming out with those right now. Um, I'm sure they're going to be a little expensive because when they first roll them off, they're very expensive. Um, but the more we can live in harmony, the better. And and, and they've said that they've had these, uh, these plans and drawings and opportunities to do this earlier, but the time wasn't right. I don't know if the time was right or not. Or I don't know when the right time is, but I'm glad to see it in play. You know, Terry says, Terry says this, she says, she is all for sustainable living and living in harmony with our environment. Because as quiet as kept, this is the only earth we got. I mean, they, they look up in the sky and they say, oh, there are you know, a few thousand earth-like planets. The key word there is like planets. Nobody's on them. We can't see on them if life is there or we think they can sustain life, but we know for sure this one can. And right now, this is the only one we got. So let's take care of it. Let's promote it 
in a way that that it's sustainable and we can begin to, as they say, heal the planet and everything on it. It's going to be a that's going to be a great opportunity for that to happen. And I'm looking forward to it because uh, I can't wait until uh, we as a as a planet, as a people, as a globe begin to realize that we're all in this together. Where goes one, where goes all? And, and you know, if we lose the planet, well, I guess I used to be able to say this, if we lose the planet, where else are we going? But now that we have private rockets uh, heading to the moon or heading out of space, uh, that there'll be a few that may take off uh, and leave, leave some of us here to, to deal with it. Um, the repercussions of killing this planet, but let's hope that doesn't it doesn't come to that. This hopefully we can come together and and uh, create a way of living and create um, an approach that is sustainable for everybody, because that's a big that's a big big thing. Obviously, that's a big thing. Um, so I I hope everyone. Um, it's thinking about these things, you know, you know, everything we've looked at here now, we've looked at, you know, we've looked at the job market. We looked at factories moving. We've looked at the availability of kids to have, uh, vaccines to be more fully engaged, which by the way, a lot of the people that are not looking for work are parents, whether, you know, who needs to take care of their kids so they can't go to work, right? If they go to work, they don't make enough money to send the kids to daycare or have a babysitter. And, and it's a tough position to be in, right? And so as we continue to um, raise in, uh, 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 job rates, uh, minimum wages, as we continue to help overhaul these student loan programs and uh, you know, they're saying that these student loan programs may benefit half million borrowers immediately, some of them. Um, that's that's key. I mean, I have a daughter that's, you know, and, and, and she's been out of school for 20 years, still have student loans to pay for. And she has a so-called good job. Imagine for people who are struggling trying to find work that's going to pay a decent wage and you have a, a $300, $400 a month school loan. Okay. I, and I know some people saying, well, they took the loan. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. But, but there has to be a way um, to figure this out and, 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 and do some debt forgiveness if need be. I mean, imagine a kid going to school, and this is just a state school. If you go to a state school and you have the full experience and you stay on campus and, and so forth, the average, I would say, is probably about twenty five dollars to $30,000 a year. Uh, and unless you get a full ride, you're going to have to take some loans, uh, you know, even with federal aid and, and work study and all of this, there'll still be a few loans that a lot of people at $30,000 a year will have to take. And that's just, you know, the room, the tuition and room and board. 
That's not the incidentals, right? So that that thirty thousand a year could go up to as high as thirty five, forty thousand a year when you start looking at incidentals and you've got to live. So we're looking at kids coming out of school with at least, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars in debt. I think they said the average is like twenty one thousand dollars in debt, which means a lot of kids are graduating, depending on the field they're in. They're going back home to stay with their parents because they can't afford a place or they're living with, you know, four roommate to, to afford the rent for of like, you know, $2,000, $2,300 for, for, you know, two bedroom apartment. Maybe in some cases that may just get you a one bedroom apartment, depending on where you're living. So we have to begin to think outside the box of how we're going to help create ways for uh so that everybody gets what what what's what they need i mean we we don't want to we don't want to short the the banks and some of them of course some of these loans were were fraudulent loans and and uh in the fact that they were predatory loans and predatory interest rates and if you miss a payment you know your your payment is 150 dollars a month but you know, during this time you miss a payment. Now the thing is three hundred dollars. Heck, I could hardly pay one hundred and fifty. Now you don't raise it to three. So now I go into default, uh, and now we have a cycle of keeping generations in in financial trouble, which is not healthy. You know, and, 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 and this is a great opportunity through all of this to begin to look at generational education on financial matters, on being responsible citizens when we look at what's going on with the pandemic and, and, and how to encourage our kids and ourselves on what it means to be gainfully employed and how do we do that and not just tell everybody, you know, you got to be in the tech field. We know that those are great fields and medical fields and, and all of these are going to be excellent going forward. But everybody, if everybody's in the tech field, you know, who, who's going to grow the food? Uh, uh, you know, who's going to build the, the, the utensils that we need to uh, sustain life with this houses or, or equipment to work in the tech field? So we, 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 we have a lot of things that we need to work on in an integrative approach, but we have everything we need. That's the beauty of understanding the spiritual approach to life. We have everything we need. We just have to utilize it in a way that encourages to be the best they can be. We're going to always need artists. We're going to always need musicians. Uh, we're going to always need um, you know support staff, however that shows up. So the key is, how do we begin to create an environment where all those pieces are respected, they're paid a decent wage, we have programs and, and opportunities for everyone to be gainfully employed and upwardly mobile in terms of if they want to go farther, they can, and encourage our populace to do just that, to not to not be, I'm going to say satisfied, that's not the right word, but, but, but to always strive for the highest in whatever it is they do. And when we do that, 
Now, you know, sometimes you hear Robert and I talking about competition. I don't think competition is ever going to go anywhere because it, 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 it has its purpose. But, but I think if that is done in a manner to where it's um, encouraging, I won't say pushing because then now we can get out of line. But if it's encouraging people to be the best that they can be and to strive for greatness in everything they do, it's like Dr. King said doesn't matter whether you're a doctor or a street sweeper, but if you're a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper that you can be. Take pride in that. Have honor in that. And vice versa, we need to pay for that because none of us want to walk around in dirty streets. So let's uh let's let's make sure we keep that in mind as we go through this week. Um I want to thank everybody for being here with us today. Uh, my co-host, uh, Rob, Reverend Robert, will be back with us um, next Friday. We hope to bring you some of the latest news and, and current events and look at how we can look at them and project them in a spiritual light. So um, thank everybody for being here, and we will see you next week. Peace and blessings. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.